Hi everybody, welcome back to GH2 Unfiltered. You can see I am not a Walmart Wolverine. It is the day after we laid a major egg against UCLA. Very disappointing. We're accustomed. Anyway, <clears throat> today's video is really about health insurance markets and a couple of things. Maybe I'm beating a dead horse. You'll have to be patient. Just make no mistake, the Biden care, the changes to, you know, part of the stimulus package has changed the pricing to health insurance. And we will know in just a couple of days precisely the impact. You know, we get told in theory, OK, well, if your income is X and then, you know, how much will your subsidy be well, until we until we, you know, rubber hits the road, meets the road, hits the road. Till we put pen to paper and actually see numbers at, at work, you know, I can't exactly say. I'm pretty sure it's substantial because of the fact that it, there are going to be a lot of people who didn't qualify for the, the you know, subsidy, APTC. You can look at all the other videos that what I've been describing on, you know, all the silo effect and all the problems that exist when people don't know what they're doing. You, hopefully, by being here on GH2 and Filter, have avoided a lot of that. That's its very essence. If we take a look at this graph, this is the payout diagram to health insurance. Should not be any surprise to anyone here. But if it is, please put your hand up. Please send me an email, ask questions. Look at all the other videos. They will have this common construct. It's intentionally done in this way for clarity's sake. So basically what has happened here is the green line is the Affordable Care Act as it currently exists. Okay. So we're going to just call that, let's just say you had a subsidy. Maybe you didn't. This is for pre-Medicare needed. Probably should have said that up front. Because of the increased subsidy, basically what has happened is you've moved to this mauve line, purple line, lavender line, okay? Meaning that blue squiggly line there is the financial difference that it can make to a person as a result of improved subsidy. Now, if you have to, normally you, in the real world, right, in, if you want to get this kind of net gain, you've got to pay for this, right? I mean, you don't just get this for free, but the reality is, is that part of the stimulus package is, in fact, giving this to you for free. The idea that you're not going to flip over the rock to be able to see what, how much that blue squiggly line could be to you to someone you know is crazy. It, it violates rule number one of any financial topic that I can speak of, which is never give away free options. Examining how big that squiggly blue line could be is a free option. I promise you that people are going to give it away. Do yourself, if it's not you directly, Someone you know doesn't know about this. It has to be handled carefully. I've got about four to five other videos about mistakes that people make in trying to capture the squiggly blue line. 
people didn't get the green line correct, so they're certainly not going to get the squiggly blue line. Right? And for that, you've got the link in the post beneath this video. Basically, what happens if you fill out the form, you put in your email, you don't have to put in your phone number, we'll get the information and be back with you if you need private assistance. Some people are going to be stubborn about it, think they can do it at home by themselves. That's who they are. That's fine. I'm not going to be offended. Nevertheless, please get people to the blue line. Now, I thought that would be a good way to start because I'm going to move into a couple of other topics here. The first topic has to do with this, which is that Obamacare has doubled the cost of individual health insurance. This is the research of the Heritage Foundation, which is a fairly conservatively in this political realm of think tanks. That's its twist. That's its, you know, kind of bias, all else equal. That doesn't necessarily make it wrong. I'm just saying that, you know, people are, even these think tanks start from a particular starting point. Doesn't mean that the data is wrong. I'm going to presume the data is correct. It's not actually a surprise to me. That all said, <clears throat> let me just, now I will invoke my editorial right. Yeah, I guess editorial right. Uh, number one, I'm not going to settle philosoph philosophical debate, right? Whether or not everyone's entitled to health coverage health insurance. I'm, I'm not here to settle whether or not the free market should do it or whether or not, you know, the government should have their hand over it. And you can see it here that, you know, that is the bias of this article, which is that the double, that everything is based on the cost. What this article doesn't say is the following. Number one, it doesn't include the fact of the reasoning why or try to settle it. Right? Candidly speaking, the Affordable Care Act increased the steepness of this line. It increased the steepness of the green line. Why? Preventative care, complementary. Screenings, complementary. Pregnancy, part embedded. You see what I'm saying? So in other words, yeah, of course it's more expensive because the green line is steeper. Before the Affordable Care Act, what used to happen is you used to have a very, very different mix of benefits based on the plan. Now you've got a standardized set, a minimum standard, and that had put in a lot of extra benefits. Well, that increased the value. So, of course, the price increased. The second thing is no pre-existing condition, right? In other words, Miss Job of the Hut, 90 units of insulin, they get access to the green line at the same price as Mr. Perfect. Insurance companies know this. What did they do? They increased the price. They moved this line down. Of course they did. I'm not going to get, you know, I, I won't pull up 
the formula, you know, the black shoals, etc., 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 because, and it's basically just use your common sense. It's not really to, here it looks like, okay, well, you know, Obamacare has doubled the <clears throat> cost of individual health insurance. What isn't in there is to say, okay, well, this portion was due to the extra steepness. This portion was as a result of no pre-existing conditions clause. That doesn't get mentioned here. All they do is kind of go to the actual dollars, which is to kind of say, yeah, true, but not really explaining this to you. In other words, the selective oversight is not the monopoly of people on this side of the political spectrum or on this side of the political spectrum. Everyone distorts it. Everyone. Okay. Now, was there a solution here? And, you know, I, people say, okay, or you could reasonably say, you know, Jay, you're just a person who likes to say yabbit, 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 yabbit. And that's true to some degree, um, because I don't like the fact that you, as the person in the middle here on this crossfire, aren't given an even-handed set of facts. And now you can under, but now you can understand why Jay does Jay's professional opinion was that junk insurance, short-term insurance, skinny plans, aren't the huge negative that others would lead you to believe. Why? Because Mr. Perfect doesn't value these, the steepness of this line. Because his probability of, re of receiving the green line or the lavender line is low. He's Mr. Perfect. Just common sense. So what would he do? He would rather have a much cheaper plan with a much flatter angle. Of course he would. He's 30 years old. He never goes to the doctor. He's too busy watching Netflix. Okay? So, and rightfully so. That's not a value judgment. I mean, that, that's just his practical reality. Now, the detractors to skinny plans do have certain points because Pete, it's not clear how steep this angle is. The Affordable Care Act did codify, it standardized the steepness of these lines to some degree. Became a little bit more blurry because of the fact that the carriers would set their own rules on top of this minimum standard. I'm not disputing any of that. And around and around we go in this debate on, you know, this is bad or this is good or this is bad or this is good. Rather than making a value judgment, I'm just trying to explain to you how these clarity provided by the payout diagrams can keep your eye on the ball and whether or not it's the lavender line is worth it or the green line is worth it or none of it is worth it. That's not for me to judge.
The last segment here on healthcare today or health insurance today is this article here. Part of the second set of stimulus plan, if you will, is the idea that Medicare eligibility age could decline from 65. Now, full disclosure uh, should be self-evident, right? Authors of books on Medicare would welcome this for obvious reasons because people who are already eligible for Medicare, they don't understand Medicare. So the idea that people five years younger than <laughs> current Medicare eligibility, of course they don't understand Medicare. So as a result, that would be welcome news. You know. Any rate, that is on deck here, and what's not going to be in the news too much are a couple of ripple effects here. You know, they're, they're trying to make to sixty or fifty-five. Aside from the obvious, there are a couple of obvious points we'll I'll make very quickly. Number one is how are you going to pay for this, because there's a Part A trust fund, right, which is facing solvency issues. Now, all of a sudden, you've just increased the pool of people who have to be be receiving benefits. That's a question. Uh, number two is, you know, the stakeholders, the biggest stakeholders are not going to like this. Those stakeholders being doctors and hospitals. Why? Because Medicare compensation rates are notably lower than either your individual plan or large group plans notably lower, right? And you can click on Google to try to see, let's just call it 30% lower, something like that. If you took a pay cut of 30% for a particular set of patients, you wouldn't be happy either, right? The other guy in the room has a reason. Now, <clears throat> what's not going to be and I'm going to start having some a set of videos here in GH2 unfiltered. Is the fact that this is, has other ripple effects that people aren't going to be making a lot of, you know, noise about. For a company, an employer, whether it be small or large, or for large employers with an OPEB problem, a, a retirement benefits problem. This could be very helpful. And the simple reason is that there are a lot of employees between, let's just call it 60 and 65, not yet Medicare eligible. They cost the employer a ton of money. This is a $1,000 a month easily easily a thousand dollars a month for every employee so you can see if the employer partially paid for a spouse or dependents the bill when you multiply by 12 is you know, that is a ten thousand dollar a year per employee benefit per employee so then you divide it between employer and employee etc and there's the math of money if all of those persons all of a sudden became medicare eligible the decision-making for the employee would be better. 
the number of people that the employer would would have to cover would be lower. Right? The ripple effect probably to the employers would be quite positive. Quite positive. Not sure whether or not that's going to get a lot of you know, press. And the last thing is this did this as well as this Biden care, the lavender line. The net effect here is actually that people's retirement decisions is going to be notably easier because of the fact that what you can have is a 65 year old person, retired person become Medicare eligible, the main concern has been about the 62-year-old spouse. Well, under Biden Care, you can see this has improved, right? Because this blue line, blue squiggly line here, is has made it that decision-making easier. Under Medicare, of course, these lines are even better than that. So as a result, what you have is somebody who's 65, who's considering retirement, decides not to retire, stays on the employer's books as far as benefits goes. In, but if you lowered the eligibility age from 65 to 60, now all of a sudden the 62-year-old spouse has a path and now the 65-year-old person can retire. Simple example. Anyway, that gives you up to date. If you have questions, feel free to leave the comments below. If you have other you know, topics or related type questions to hear, feel free to send me an email. Thanks.